Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. This is Wrong Place, Right Crime. I am your host, Frank Zafiro, and this is an open and shut episode featuring Colin Conway and his new release, The Side Hustle. I am joined by a couple of co-hosts on this episode, uh, my daughter-in-law, Stacy, and stepson, Eddie. Hey, guys. Hey. Hi, Frank. How's it going? It's going great. Uh, now, you, neither of you have uh, read this book that we're going to talk about in a little bit, have you? Nope. Have not read it, but it looks great. Well, before we get into that, we should probably pay the bills. Otherwise, this podcast might get shut down right in the middle. Uh, Stacy, why don't you uh, tell people who the sponsor is for this podcast? Sure thing. Wrong Place, Right Crime is sponsored by Down and Out Books. Down and Out Books is an emerging publisher of crime fiction that tends towards the grittier and darker end of the spectrum. You can find out more by going to downandoutbooks.com. That's downandout, all spelled out, dot com. Down and Out Books. Take the journey with us. All right. Thanks, Stacy. Uh, now, looking at the uh, cover of this book and the description of this book, is there anything about it that uh, that interests you that you're kind of hoping will come out in this interview with Colin? Um, I'm always all for characters. Um, so I, who doesn't love a mystery? But also it seems like they're really going to dive into some of the backgrounds of the characters. And I'm excited to see where those go. Betty? Yeah. I mean, this seems like a, a classic tale of, uh, of uh, old... Uh, detective and a young sleuth together they get to learn from each other and they get to uh, examine this case and uh, it's always exciting for me when uh, when two people can come together and bring some different energies and try to you know together we're stronger than than we are separately and so I'm excited to see how that goes that's interesting that you say that because um, I have read this book and the kind of the cool thing is that it's actually three people because the the detective has a partner and it's a female partner, and then the two of them are partnering with the sleuth. So you get an even deeper dynamic than the one you're describing. It's even, uh, it's what you're talking about, but, it, you know, I guess squared. That's great. Well, let's find out uh, a little more about Colin Conway and the side hustle. Well, welcome to the show, Colin. Hey, Frank. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Actually, I should say uh, welcome back. You were uh, on back about a year or so ago uh, with the uh, collaborators episode that I did. Yes, I was. Yes, I was. Uh, in your day-to-day life, you uh, are involved in real estate, commercial real estate. Uh, and as a personal interest that I, I guess probably bleeds over into your professional interest as well, um, you're very into smart finances, I guess, is is one way to put it. Maybe you have a better way to put it. Uh, how would you describe it? <laughs> you know, I appreciate you calling it smart finance. That's that's very nice. Uh, yeah, just personal finance, um, you know, trying to find ways to uh, limit debt, pay down debt, and uh, look for new opportunities for investment. You talk about that a lot on a, uh, on a blog. Yes, uh, I have a blog. Uh, at building-income.com. I call it building income. And it's talked about my journey from uh, probably about 10, 11 years ago when my finances were really screwed up. And I started cleaning my my financial picture up so that I could start to invest in commercial real estate. And that's a story that I wanted to share with people so that they could understand that Number one, the route to commercial real estate is available for a lot of people. I think that when folks look at investing in real estate, they think that they can only buy maybe a single family home that they can rent out to somebody uh, or maybe a duplex. But actually, commercial real estate, anybody can get into it. 
you might have to start a little small. That's what I did with a buddy of mine. We bought a small three bay commercial building. Uh, but anyways, that's what the, the building dash income.com is all about. One of the things that I noticed in reading that blog, it's very well written. And you really approach it from a, a very human level, a very uh, getting into the emotion and the human experience, not just the, the, the dollars and cents of it. Your blog has a bit of a heart. Well, I appreciate that. You know, it's one of those things where I'll tell anybody that wants to talk about personal finance is one of my favorite subjects, uh, along with real estate. But I really messed up my 20s and 30s. Uh, I was not paying attention. I made a lot of bad choices. And by the time I was 40 years old, uh, I had a negative net worth. And it was one of those things that when you wake up one day and you realize that I've really screwed up, how am I going to turn this around? You can only hold yourself responsible. You're the one that's got to get yourself out of it. And you can't point your finger at the government and say the government did this to me or my parents did this to me or, you know, my ex-wife did this to me. It's it, it, uh, my responsibility. It's your responsibility to fix those problems. And that's one of those things that, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I try to share with folks and say that as long as you take the responsibility for yourself, you take the responsibility for, for your actions and you make those little choices every single day to not not buy some foolish things to to put a little bit of money away um, after, after a little bit of time, that'll start to snowball and you'll see some positive changes. Now you've written a book that uh, should be out here very shortly called the side hustle that uh, you found a way to work in this uh, passion for personal finance into that book. Maybe you could talk about that. The side hustle deals with the murder of a personal finance blogger and the subsequent investigation of that homicide. And so there's a couple detectives that are investigating the case as well as the friend of this blogger. And it's um, kind of told in two parallel storylines throughout the book. And uh, I, occasionally I'll slip in a, a nugget or two of personal finance. So when you say a nugget or two, uh, your amateur sleuth uh, in here, the, the friend of the personal blogger, you, you show what his life is like, and he's really trying to live by those tenets that you were talking about just a little while ago. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't want to get too preachy with it. It's one of those things that you want to show by example in a story like this, as opposed to knocking somebody over the head. But it's a guy who's, who's living fiscally responsible guy who's made some, uh, a real estate investment and he's a young guy and he's working, uh, multiple, uh, jobs. We've got multiple streams of income and he's out there hustling. And when he finds out that his friend has been murdered, he wants to help find out what happened. And so he sticks his nose in probably where it doesn't belong. If you talk to the, uh, <laughs> the investigating officers, uh, the detectives, excuse me, but um, he's a good guy trying to live a good life. And that's where, that's where those ideas get slipped in occasionally. Is there an example of uh, of maybe not so great choices being made uh, by finance in a financial sense by anybody in the book? Yeah, yeah. So uh, to not give too much away, uh, there is somebody in the book that's having a pretty rough time, and uh, it affects them uh, negatively. Affects their job. Affects their 
personal life. And it, it comes to a head later on in the story, but I don't want to give too much away on that because that is one of those, those elements that uh, will come to play later on in the story. So where's the title come from? So that's interesting. Uh, you know, this, a side hustle, uh, we used to call it when I was growing up, uh, was like a gig, you know, like an extra job. And that's, that's what a side hustle is. It's just an extra, an extra job or an extra, extra gig out there. So um, again, I don't want to give too much away, but that's what, uh, that's what the meaning of that term is. So you've got a, a personal finance blogger gets killed, his buddy and the cops are trying to figure it out, and it's a big old mess. Uh, and along the way, we get a little bit of uh, positive and negative examples uh, slipped in under the radar of what uh, what some good and bad financial decisions might look like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, there's a, a lot of times you'll see folks in uh, a novel who might have, oh, an alcohol problem or a drug problem or some other addiction. But I don't know if I've ever seen somebody who's who's had a financial issue be their primary problem in a book. But I know that that's a major problem for the majority of Americans. And I know I've got, I used to be that way. And I've got friends who are that way. And uh, so it's one of those things I tried to, to slip into this book as that was being a major negative influence on somebody's life. Were you concerned at all when you wrote this book that uh, things might seem a little... Uh a little preachy or, or like you were pounding a drum uh, or did you go out of your way to, to be careful of that? Oh, I was very concerned about it. And that's why I did um, what you just said to be very careful that I, I was not pounding a drum. It's one of those things that uh, I don't think people uh, want to be talked to about their finances uh, when they're, when they don't have them in, under control. When you get your finances under control, you love talking to people about it. You're like, Oh man, I, I, <laughs> I used to be a mess. <laughs> let, me, let me talk to you about how I turned myself around. But when you are that mess, you don't want to talk to anybody. You want to keep that stuff mm -hmm. all uh, under wraps. So, um, but it, I, I did try very hard to keep that, that side of the story to be a uh, very low key so ultimately, if somebody reads the side hustle and they enjoy a great mystery with some action and and some uh, some intrigue, and it causes them to go take a look at some other materials and think about personal finances, you'd call that a win. I think it would be a huge win. I think that that would be uh, uh, fantastic. And the book is coming out uh, early January. All right, cool. Well, it sounds great. I uh, you know I, I would be disingenuous if I didn't tell people I've read it. And it is a great book, so please uh, give it a read. Support uh, support independent authors like Colin here, and uh, I can attest to the fact that uh, your your carefulness uh, bore fruit. Uh, the, the The financial messages are not overbearing at all. Awesome, I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Colin. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you later. Well, there you go, folks. That is Colin Conway and The Side Hustle, which will be coming out in January 2019. Uh, having listened to that, uh, any thoughts, uh, Eddie? Uh, you know what? Uh, I was not disappointed, that's for sure. I think uh, this is a great up-and-coming author. I'm, I'm really excited to, to read more of his works. I don't know. What do you think, Stacy? What was one of some of your highlights? I would say that I, I always like to hear people's passion in the vote and just talking about his book, you can really see that he's really excited about this and um, sharing in people's passions is always exciting. So I'm hoping that that passion spills into the books and gets me passionate too. Yeah, and not just uh, the passion about the story, but it's really clear that he's passionate about the concept of being smart financially 
and he's really into real estate and how anybody can be excited about real estate is beyond me, but he finds a way. <laughs> uh, and, but that, that personal finance piece is something I haven't really seen in a lot of a lot of mystery novels, and so I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I think that helps bring bring a sense of uh, of realism, especially to a, you know an audience of millennials that are struggling uh, in the you know sort of financially uh, uncertain times that we live in. Do you think there's any um, hints in the book about how I can become a millionaire? <laughs> actually, actually, haven't read it. I could tell you, yes, there are. Oh, they're, great! They're slid in pretty uh, uh, seamlessly. It's very organic. It, it's not like uh, okay, pause the story. Now I'm going to lecture you about find you know personal finances. He does a really good job of of things just naturally coming uh, into play. And I think the the most important financial information you can really get out of that is uh, just. Make sure that you don't fall down the stairs and die too young before you can get your finances in order. That's, that's very true. Very true. Well, I want to thank both of you for coming on the show. I know you're both people who really enjoy good movies, good books, good uh, music. And uh, so thanks for bringing some energy to uh, this episode of Wrong Place, Right Crime. Oh, thanks so much for having us, Frank. It's been great. Um, next episode will be Zach McCain, who is not an author, but a graphic artist, but he's done a number of book covers, including a couple of my books. And, uh, we're going to get behind the scenes with, uh, how his mind works a little different than a, than a crime fiction author. Uh, that'll drop uh, in early January. Until then, this is Frank Zafiro reminding you, sometimes, sometimes you've, you've got to be, be in the wrong place, place to write crime. crime.